Be sure to get down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. You can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time. Welcome to Two Idiots Talking Sports. I'm your host, Alex. We are joined again by co-host Zach. What's up, Zach? What's up, what's up? Best, best part of the year. Best part of the year. This is our NBA 2017-2018 preview. We're doing the Eastern Conference today. Zach, I believe this is our third year doing this. This is our third year. Uh, yeah. This is our third NBA preview, uh, the staple of our podcast. Uh, this was our first podcast we ever did, the Eastern Conference preview. Uh Three years ago. So if you've never listened to the pod before, Zach and I have ranked Eastern Conference teams 15 to 1, and we've averaged them out. Zach, actually, I didn't tell you this, but for our tiebreaker, I had my brother text me his rankings. So he's the tiebreaker, and that's how we got our rankings. And then uh, we'll talk about each team. Not sure if I like that. Well, it was better than flipping a coin. We were pretty close on that. Uh, The Eastern Conference stinks, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Are you ready, Zach? G League. Yeah we, yeah, we might as well do it. We should do it. Like, the bottom, like, five teams could be in the G League. Uh, there should be a relegation. Anyway, all right, let's do it. Let's jump into it because this will probably take, like, four and a half hours. So. Yeah, we'll take a while. Started. So let's try this out. Uh, at Coming in at number 15, the Chicago Bulls. So what did the Chicago Bulls do this offseason? They traded franchise star Jimmy Butler to the Timberwolves for Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and the seventh pick, which they turned into Larry Markinen, and they waived Rondo and bought out Dwayne Wade. This is, in my opinion, easily the worst team in the NBA, void of almost any NBA talent at all. Well, that's a little harsh, but they stink. Uh, Zach, what do you think of the Bulls? <laughs> they stink. I mean, I think they're almost a lot to finish last. Unless, I mean, teams are going to get creative tanking this year. The whole Eastern Conference, I'm worried about, especially given that it's the last year with those, like, 25% odds of getting the first pick if you finish last. Um, I don't even think the Bulls I, need to try and tank. They're just going to be the worst. They're, they're just there. Like, no point guard. They got a fun-ass Zach Levine. I, I, listen, I love Zach Levine, even though he was yeah, so your boy, all that. Your boy, Zach that Levine. That was, like, when he was an athletic freak. I mean, he's... When is um, when is he coming back? Who knows? Don, uh, I don't think so. I mean, Minnesota needed a Timberwolves. They needed a point guard badly last year, and he couldn't step up. I just don't see what there is. Marking it, you know I'm down on. Uh, Zach Levine is going to be out for at least the first part of the season. Um, Who's their starting five? Chris Dunn. Justin Holiday is starting at the two. Uh, Robin Lopez at center. They, they re-signed Miritich to a big deal. And then I don't know who is going to start at the four. It says here, Zipser, who's a big who's a big uh, NBA nerd standout. I don't know. I don't I like know who they, they They stink. They've got Denzel yeah, Valentine. They're, they're awful. Uh, Bobby, Your boy Bobby Portis is still there. 
Levine is out for a while. I'm kind of shocked. Hoiberg's a lame duck. Do we have anything else to talk about with them? It's a little crazy that Hoiberg outlasted Butler, Wade, and Rondo. Because last year we were like, there's no way this is going to work. And I thought for sure Hoiberg would get fired. But somehow he's still there and everyone else is gone. They have the worst point guards in the league and Chris Dunn, Jerry and Grant, and Cameron Payne. They stink. My bold prediction for this team, Zach, is Laurie Markkinen leads the team in scoring. Could you see that? He balled out in Finland for the Euros. Jackson, not crazy. Levine could if he qualifies because he averaged like 22 a game on a Timberwolves team who everyone was for themselves. Or 20, 19 a game for yeah. 20. Um, that's not insane. God. Yeah, they stink. Listen, Let's, we've already we've already spent too much time on that. We'll have some tight handshakes. They stink. Cameron Payne is a bum. Uh, the over under is twenty one and a half. Do you want the over? What do you like? The over or the under? Under. Yeah, I like the under too. I think the Bulls are the worst team. I think they, they win horrible. They win like seventeen. The games. East is also so bad that who knows? No. Their Mirotic was a good night. You know they made need them to win. Whatever. Yeah, they'll, Next they'll, they'll win fifteen to twenty games. I take the under. All the over unders scare me on the East because the whole East is so bad. That's fair, um, but Chicago sucks. All right, coming in at fourteen, Orlando, the Orlando Magic. They cleared house in the front office and they hired John Hammond, who is the GM of the Bucks. He's now the GM of the Magic. They drafted Jonathan Isaac with the sixth pick. He's a huge project. They signed Jonathan Simmons from the Spurs. That was well-received by the league. And then they added a bunch of veterans that suck. Aaron Aflalo, Shelvin Mack, Mo Buckets. My take on this team is I think outside of maybe Jonathan Isaac, there's not a single player on this roster that is more than a role player on a good team. I don't think there's a, anyone, Aaron Gordon, any of them will ever be more than a role player on a good team. I thought Fournier could, Fournier could be a good if, at a seven-man rotation on a good team. Yeah, if Fournier is your fourth best player, maybe. Listen, I hate team. the magic. I'm so disappointed in Aaron Gordon. I wanted him to be tight so badly. I still want him to be tight, but he's just like a fruitier, way worse, shorter Blake Griffin. Like, way worse. Fruitier? But I, don't, I don't know. He kind of, I don't know. He's weird looking. Uh, Maybe Fruity's the bad, bad he, term. He's, he stinks. Uh, he can't shoot. And he runs around. He gets rebound. He's, like, destined to be Kenneth Fareed. Like, that's, he's like your sixth man off the bench. I mean, that's before. like... That'd be a lot if you got that out of him right now. He has, like... He doesn't have a position. Uh, people are saying that they think Alfred Payton, who played really well for the last month of the year, might make the leap. I don't believe it. What do you think of Mario Hazonia? Is he officially a bust because he's done nothing in two years? Yeah, I think he's two years away for a year away from Maccabee Tel Aviv. Ownership has already said they're using this year to evaluate talent and personnel, which means it's basically a wash of a AKA season. AKA we're tanking and... Yeah. Uh, they're going to be last place in my league rankings with Chicago. They're the boringest team in the league. My bold prediction for the Orlando Magic, uh, they finish with a top three pick, and they take one of the really good centers. Yeah, Have you read anything about DeAndre Ayton or Mohamed Bamba? Nothing. I, mean, I thought 
This was the like Michael Porter Luca Judic draft. Don't Doncic or however you pronounce it. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. I think they miss out on both of them, and they're going to take one of these centers that you could build your defense around. They're saying Aton is the next David Robinson. That's what they're saying. He's going to Zona, and Bamba's going to Texas, and he's like Camby. He's like seven feet and super langan, like an ultimate rim protector. Whatever, and then they'll sign twelve more Bizback Biombos to stop their growth. I think, yeah, they want to play. I know they want to play defense. They still got Vogel as a coach. Vogel, so they will go. You know, with their GM, they will go. I mean, they got the guy from Milwaukee who drafted Thon and who drafted Giannis, and is all about that whole that like that's just, that's why they drafted I. I knew they would kick Isaac. He's all about that like upside. Yeah, Hammond, length and defense. Length and defense. That's why I think they're going to take Bamba or Aton. That's my – Bamba, you heard it here first. That's who they're getting. Uh, All right, moving on from Chicago and Orlando, teams I really don't even want to talk about. I can't believe Bamba made it into our NBA draft preview. That's how you know this is going to run too Well, these teams are – the draft is loaded. Again, it's another awesome draft. It's like five or six players deep, Um, which makes me a little nervous because coming in at – 13 is the New York Knicks, my New York Knicks. We, haven't, we already podcasted, Zach, like a week ago or two weeks ago about the Carmelo trade. So we've already talked a lot about him. But what did they do this offseason? They fired Phil Jackson. Hallelujah. Uh, they traded Mello to OKC for Doug McDermott and Cantor. We've talked about that. They drafted Frank Nielakina with the eighth pick, who I already have a man crush on. Uh, they let... Rose is gone. Holiday is gone. They spent $9 million, outbid themselves for Ron Baker, who was an undrafted free agent a year earlier. Hired a new GM, Scott Perry. And, oh, yeah, they also gave $71 million to Tim Hardaway Jr., which was panned as the worst contract of the summer. Jesus. Yeah. The Knicks, Zach, are going to be terrible. They're going to be – we talked a lot about – I think they're going to be offensively. They'll be exciting. Well, exciting is a stretch, but they'll be functional. Now that the trying, I well, they're poor Zingas injury away from being like heinous. But yeah, that's that's why I, I have them ranked so low. I think here's, here's what I like about the Knicks. They seem to me be one of those like young scrappy teams that is. I feel like they're they're going to win more games just from having the mellow monkey off their back. It's um it's the ultimate Ewing theory thing. But I'm saying it in like. You got a bunch of young players who just want to play basketball. I think MSG is going to love this team, and I can see them being kind of decent. I think so kind of decent. I mean, finishing above the Bulls, the Magic, maybe the Pacers. Where did I put them in my rankings? You have them 12. I had them 13. Jesse thinks they're worse than Orlando, which I think Jesse's just trying to screw me, but. I agree with you. I think they're going to be more entertaining. Listen, they have no point guard play. I just I feel like they're like Hernan Gomez. They're going to have like a lot of high episodes. Yeah, they, they, it's a fresh start. Offensively, they should be good. They have a lot of offensive players. KB, Herman Gomez, Cantor should put up buckets for this team. Oh, yeah, dude. They'll score. I mean, they'll, they'll they be. Got some and what about this? They got Tim Hardway Jr. Har- I mean, they'll. Hornacek, Hornacek wants to run and gun. The triangle is gone. That'll look like what were the. Th- the four worst things about last season, Derrick Rose just chucking Phil, the ball. Phil, Phil, and Phil. Phil Jackson a million times over. Uh, the triangle, that's all we've heard about. And then the mellow trade drama. And all of that is gone. So it's kind of like refreshing. Even though they're going to be the worst, I think they're going to be the worst 
our top three lock defensive worst defensive teams well, in the listen, league. New York kind of wants them to be bad. I mean, Nick Panthers smart. Yeah, I hope, work out. I hope they're one of the worst three teams in we'll the league. They'll be a lovable losing bunch. I like that. A lovable losing bunch. I'm going to quote you on that. I do think Przingis is an all-star if he's healthy. Uh, other than that... I mean, dog, Marquise Morris might be an all-star in the East this year. I think the East is open with all-star. Przingis, my really only thing I care about this year outside of them getting a high draft pick is Przingis making the all-star team. And Neil Aquino. I think, yeah, and you should care about Frank's development. Neil, Neil Aquino looks good in preseason. For He's only played in one game, but he looked I good. I loved his players' tribute piece. Yeah, that was awesome. Like comes from a good family too. His brother's like a surgeon and all this crap. Family's from Rwanda, like raised in Belgium. He's just like wants to play basketball. He's super long. He's a really good shooter. He's uh, already an elite defender. I mean, elite defender. Family came from the genocide in Rwanda. I'm telling you, dude. He's got he's got a tough pass, but he's a good kid. I, New York's gonna love him because he's gonna play super hard defense. He's a really good defender, so I like that. Um, well, as long as he comes in and does that, he'll he'll win some folks over. While we're on, his uh, name, what do you think of his two nicknames floating around Nick's Twitter, the French Prince or Frankie Smokes? Do you like either of those? Frankie Smokes is easy. I hadn't heard the French Prince. To be the French Prince, I feel like he would have to be good, like more of a <laughs> prima donna. You should hope that he's not a little prince. You should want a like. Frankie Smokes is more of a tight. It's more, it's more street. I like that. Frankie Smokes, he's like the French gangster. I like him. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Frankie Smokes. That's what the ringer's calling him. Uh, I, I really like him. I'm excited. He's half the reason I'm getting league pass, to watch him and Brzingis play together. Uh, my bold prediction for the Knicks, Tim Hardaway will average 20 points a game, and his contract is not considered one of the worst of the offseason. Do you see that happening? I think he could average 25 and it'd still be considered one of the worst off season. Well, if we're going to put Bucket, I honestly he should average 20 on this team. Listen to they need buckets. Cantor will get like 17. Przingis can't listen to the guys who could put the ball in the net on this team. Przingis, Cantor, Michael Beasley is literally they call him walking buckets. Hardaway, Herman Gomez is all offense, no defense. They've got Courtney Lee could shoot. Doug McDermott. I'm kind of excited to see what he could do offensively. Yeah, I am too. And Neil Aquina could shoot. You know, that's like five or six competent players that could put the ball in the rim. Like, they're just going to be – shots are going to be going up for this team. That's true. It'll be fun. Right. I think it'll be fun. They're going to suck, but it'll be fun. And it'll I, be I, an entertaining, entertaining team. And they have so, their I draft mean, pick. Oh, the over-under, Zach. No, we didn't – did we do the over-under? We got to do the over-under for Orlando too. Over-under for the Knicks, 30 and a half. Under. I'm taking the under, too. I think the Knicks win less than 25 games. What's Orlando? Orlando's 33 and a half. I love the under. Love the under. The East is just terrible. I think you're right. The East is going to be so bad that some teams are going to win more games than you think. I mean, Vegas factors that into the over-unders still. I, yeah. So we're so far under on all three. All right. Coming in at 12, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh... They actually had a really good offseason. They, they, they took on D'Angelo Russell. They got a, free, you know, a quote face of the franchise in D'Angelo Russell, lottery pick, high lottery pick two years ago. Um, they became a salary dump graveyard for Timothy Mouskaz, a part of the Russell trade, Alan Crabb, and Damari Carroll. And then they drafted Jared Allen with the, Knicks, uh, with the Wizards' first-round pick. 
I, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. I had them ranked 11th. I kind of like Brooklyn this year. I like them as a scrappy. They have like nothing to tank for. Um, They've got a Jeremy lot of NBA Lynch guys. That helps. I love Jeremy Lin's response to Kenyon Martin. Oh my that. God, that was incredible! It's like, yeah, all my listeners. So, Jeremy Lin posted a picture with dreadlocks, like tied back, and Kenyon came out and blasted him for wanting to be black. And Lin had the best response ever. I don't remember it verbatim, but he was basically like. Listen, I'm glad you respect me for, like, you know, wanting to be like your culture. You have Chinese tattoos on your neck. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was very well read, but it's like, well, listen, it's about different cultures embracing each other. And it was, like, the most positive tweet ever. It was great. Lynn, um, Lynn, like, right after that, like, jumped way back up on my player rankings. I went from, like, not liking him to thinking he's crazy. Now I love him again. Harvard Education, smart guy. Yeah, and it was like I had a poster of you on my wall growing up. Like, what class? You know? All right, are you ready for me to? I'm gonna sell you this. I'm gonna sell you why this team is gonna be. I mean, again, they're gonna be terrible, but in the East, like, they're gonna win games. They've got Jeremy Lin, who's healthy now. He only played 36 games last year. Him and Russell make an interesting backcourt. Alan Crabb is a good shooter and defender. Forget his contract. Hollis Jefferson's turning into a good defensive player. Mozgov could play a little at the five. Carroll, Trevor Booker, you know, I know you like Carroll. Carroll is washed up. He's a scrub. Yeah, but he's reunited with... Trevor Booker's my boy. Atkinson. They, that was who he had all success with in Atlanta. And then Karis LeVert is kind of good. LeVert is an interesting young role player. They, um, with an NBA future, he'll be around in the league. They've got I a, think I'm so out on Jared Allen. I don't know, You're out on Jared Allen? You're just saying that because the Wizards took him. How are you out on Jared Allen? I'm out on him because of the draft. They introduced him as a like computer geek. You're an idiot. He would be great for the Wizards, like a young center that could run the court and protect the rim. You know my Jared Allen story. I think I've told this every time in the podcast. He played in my gym. I saw him play as a senior for high school, and he like had like 20 dunks in like two games. I feel like you'd rather be like developing malware. All right. Well, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna keep you keep tabs on him because that. So the biggest thing about the Nets, dude, is they lost. You forgot to mention. First of all, is D'Angelo Russell as good as? Is he good? We don't. Yes. No. I think he's good. I I agree. Change of scenery, and it's his team, kind of. You know, I know Jeremy Lin is the voice, but like he's a little f boy, but he's talented. He's talented. He's gonna get New York. I honestly, I think the best thing though for D'Angelo Russell. Would have been getting traded to, like, Indiana, Milwaukee, Utah, some NBA wasteland where, like, I'm scared about him in New York City. Look what L.A. did to him. Well, he did, um, he's going to play a lot. That's what's exciting. Like, he's not going to be, like, competing with minutes. There's not a lot of shooters on this team. Like, he's going to put up a lot of shots. So, speaking of shooters in Brooklyn, the one thing you didn't mention was that they lost Brooke Lopez. So, that, I mean, listen, Brooke Lopez isn't like an all-NBA player, but he stretched the floor for him, and he was underrated. Well, they got Crab could shoot, and I think Russell's just going to shoot the ball a crap load, and I'm okay with it. I'm like, even though I agree with you, he's kind of an idiot, I'm like in on Russell being good. I want him to be good. He play- oh, listen, I am too. I want him to be good. I loved him at Ohio State. I was like, I was when the Lakers picked him second, I was all about it. He played 28 minutes a game last year and only shot the ball 14 times. 
He's going to play like 35 minutes and shoot the ball 20 times a game. Like his stats well, are good. Gonna... Don't forget they they got Crab, they got Levert, they got other guys too. That's fair. That's fair. I still like you know, I like him a lot. Lynn, healthy Lynn, healthy. They um, done right. props. My last two things. Props to Brooklyn for despite being like the least, you know, the most void of assets the last three or four years. They've like kind of come away. They stink and they've been through a lot, but. For having no ta- like no draft picks to come away with D'Angelo Russell and Levert and Hollis Jefferson back. and like Crab, even though he's horribly overpaid, is like twenty five. Like they have young, interesting players, and in a year they'll have their pick back. Like they're still screwed, but for they what they've done, picks, cap room in a New York market. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I think they've done well. All right, Ben Atkinson, they have a system. They have a culture. Yeah, they're, they're getting a culture. We'll see if Russell ruins that or not. Uh, my bold prediction, Jeremy Lin and Damari Carroll stay healthy and the Nets win 40 games. Can you, Is there a, uh, a, in the East, like they're like a surprise team in the East? That's way too bold. Way too 40, bold. 40, I mean, that, that makes them almost 500. I think 35 would be bold. Yeah, I mean, my, like, bold, I, my, my bolds are shots in the dark. Yeah, well, the over-under is 28 and a half. I like the over. Can't just, like, give a bold statement for every team and go over 15. I'm probably going to – I'm aiming for 50%. Actually, a lot of these are pretty crazy, Zach. Anyway, I like – well, I, I wanted to – or anyway, I didn't want them all to be super obvious. So, anyway, I like the over 28 and a half. Uh, I do too. I'll go with that over. We're green on everything, which is boring. Uh, I could have said. What do you mean we're green on everything? We've we've gone four for four so far on over unders. Anyway, are you ready? Number eleven. Oh, you mean we've agreed? Yes, I mean we've agreed. Let's just move on. We're moving on. I thought you said we were green. (laughs) Never that. Keep God. Uh, All right, number. What are we? Number eleven. The Indiana Pacers, who are now officially rebuilding, sort of. Uh, they had a very busy offseason. They traded Paul George. They got Victor Oladipo and Sabonis. Larry Bird has stepped down. They lost Jeff Teague in free agency. I don't even think they offered him a deal. I don't know if that's true or not. I can't remember. They drafted. I like their draft. They got TJ Leaf, San Diego product. And then the Love other. their draft. They got the UCLA guy, Ike. Anagabagu or whatever, but like their big, the center from UCLA last year was like a, a rim protecting guy. And they signed Darren Collison and your boy, Bojan Bogdanovich, first round talent for the Wizards. And they traded for Corey Joseph. Like they have like a whole new team. Uh, not a first round talent. <laughs> oh, you gave up a first round pick for him. <laughs> uh, that was Andrew Nicholson's first round salary, Ritter. Um, yeah, they're going to be bad. I mean, listen, they might not be down there with Chicago. This is a franchise with very little direction. Like, they let Nate McMillan go. Larry Bird steps down. Paul George, the face of their franchise, is gone. I don't think one player remains. Actually, one does. Lance Stevenson. I think the one remaining player from those Eastern Conference finals teams against the Heat. I mean, I'm just questioning everything about this franchise. I think McMillan. The question is, can Miles Turner evolve from like fifteen percent unicorn to real franchise player? Well, that that's the question of the season: is 
is just all eyes on Miles Turner, and like they're gonna get him the ball a lot, and like it's. I think he'll be an. I legit think he should be an All Star in the East. I mean, who else is up? Like they should run everything through him. This entire season should be about the emergence of him and who the second star you can draft by tanking this year is. He, I agree. I I think that. The watch to see what kind of leap he'll make. I'm gonna. If I'm gonna be told, I was like almost disappointed last year. Oh, I was definitely disappointed with him. I thought he was gonna be in that Porzingis class. Of, I thought he'd average like 18 points a game or something. Maybe a yeah, man. Opinion. I was super disappointed. He's only because he had a good cast around. Like he didn't have to be the man. He could kind of come in and like quietly average 17 and nine, and he did it. He averaged 14 and. Seven doesn't really rebound the ball that well, but the ball's going to go to him a lot. Like now, he is going to be the man. So it's going to be interesting to see how he responds. Like, is he going to come out and get like eighteen and ten, or is he going to like just cut, you know, improve yeah. a little? He's only twenty-one. I still love him as a player. Like, I think he's a legit prospect. But there, I got the said, Western Conference preview is going to be so much more fun. I know. I just realized what we're like arguing about here. The, yeah, the East is so bad. Uh, this team is hard to get through. This team, who's, who's next? The team Indiana's is done. All right, What's your bold prediction of the overall? All right, we're moving on from Indiana. Bold prediction, Victor Oladipo in full FU mode averages 20 points a game. Jesus, you're really, you're really <laughs> digging deep here. <laughs> Oh well, I thought it's too easy. I think it's too easy to say Miles Turner and D'Angelo Russell are going to have like big years. I'm like they're trying to find the 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 what is it? The gems in the rough or whatever. I hear you, but go for like a first team all defense or. All right, maybe we I should change know. it from bold prediction to like crazy predictions. All right, <laughs> Pacers sting over under thirty. Not happening. Yeah, not under, not happening prediction. <laughs> Over under uh, is thirty one and a half. Uh, this one's actually kind of challenging because these are, they're like are they good or are they bad? I don't, I don't know. know. I want to push. Uh, I'll I, go. With I'm going. Under. I'm going over, barely. All right, I'll go under since you're going over there. We have a disagreement. Pacers, who cares? Yeah, I know. I feel like I should highlight that. We finally have a disagreement. Uh, all right, moving on. Number 10. Zach, you got a police siren out there. Number 10, the Atlanta Hawks. These are crazy. <laughs> Atlanta Hawks. So I kind of, you you and Jesse both like the Hawks. I had them ranked at 12. Uh, so here's the thing. You would think after their roster gutting that they'd be down there with the Bulls, the Pacers, and all the other Tankapalooza teams. Especially since they clearly, for the first time, honestly, what, 15 years since, like, Josh Smith and Joe Johnson, they finally have kind of relinquished their whole, like, we're cool as the fourth through sixth seed in the playoffs every year. Like, this is the first time. Well, I like that they've... Yeah, I, I like that they so got... I didn't come full circle on my statement. Hold on. Let me finish here. What I'm getting at, you would think they would be awful. Awful? I'm thinking Bootenholzer is enough to, like, make them competitive. That and the fact that their starting lineup this year is basically their bench last year. And I watched their bench beat so many other teams' starting lineups. Well, 
I mean, Schroeder, Ken Bazemore, Tarion Prince, who was great in the playoffs. I love Prince, and I love their draft pick, Collins. That are oh, no, I if want you to... want a bold prediction, your bold prediction should be Collins rookie of the year. My bold prediction is Collins uh, makes first team all rookie. I agree. I, I actually think he will. If I have to bet, I bet he makes first team I said rookie. not so bold prediction is John Collins becomes our favorite rookie by the end of the season. You see, in, in summer league, he was like throwing down tomahawks. He's like athletic and fast as hell. He's yeah, be, I think that's definitely going to go to Dennis Smith, the boy your your team. I'm like, well, I'm already like guarded against Dennis Smith because everyone's just going to rip the Knicks for not taking him. So I'm already trying to find holes in his game and tear him apart. So, I'll be the biggest social media like dunk darling. Yeah, that's exactly. But Collins will be number two. This the thing is though, Zach. They have, like, a bunch of interesting pieces, and I think Coach Bud will get them to play hard. Like, they have no one to put the ball in the rim. They got rid of Dwight Howard. Who I agree. I like Mills that. Nilsa has gone. Hardaway's gone. A lot of, you're right. You're right about that. They have Schroeder. However. Ilyasova and Bellinelli. Those are, like, the three guys on their roster that have Schroeder will probably average, like, 18 a game. But. He did last year. You're. Yeah, it's true. Well, there you got a guy. Nope. That's one guy. They have one person to put the ball in the hoop. Ilyasova, Bell. I, I just don't think they're going to score. Like, you just look Here's down the roster. Of, uh, as, a, as a fan whose team is in the Southeastern Conference, if they do pull off the tank and get, like, an actual star, finally, like Michael Porter or Luca or whatever, they'll have the best team of role players young role players like Prince and Collins to put around and, and uh, Shooter to put around like a young star like we, Porter. They have a, a lot of young, interesting players. None of them are actually we don't know if any of them are that good. Like Prince looked great in the playoffs. I'm excited to see him play a little bit more. I agree. I mean, Schroeder is they good. They killed my Wizards. Killed your Wizards. He was really good. All right, so what's, what's the over-under? 25 and a half. I'll take the over. I'm going over. Yeah, I think Coach Bud is just better than coaching a team that's going to be worse than 25 games. I think they'll play good D. I mean, losing Howard is the ultimate addition by subtraction. You, you saw the report that everyone, like, the report that Atlanta players were, like, cheering when they found out that they got rid of Dwight. I mean, isn't there a long enough track record of this happening now? It's insane. There is. Let's let's save Dwight because we'll talk about him a lot for Charlotte. Um, all right, moving on. I can't tell. The clock is broken on our thing. I don't know if we're making good or bad time, Zach. It's almost better. We just got to like keep pacing ahead. I keep I keep the uh, you know I keep you on check. Let's go. Number nine, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, what did they do this off season? They flipped Marcus Morris for Avery Bradley. Uh, let go of the, I thought the Kentavious Caldwell Pope, when they just like renounced his rights as a restricted free agent, was one of the. Well, the offseason was so crazy, but I was kind of shocked by that. Uh, they drafted Luke Kennard. This is basically the. Well, they, listen, they're clearly going to want to sign Bradley long term. Yeah, Brad, well, I, Bradley's a player I would sign. Like, I mean, he'll probably get overpaid. He'll probably he's get a culture like, player. He's a culture player. He's a two-way player. How many like true two-way players are there? He's nah, like, I agree. Like a much worse 
two guard version of like Kawhi. I mean, he's nothing like Kawhi, but like he's like a true good NBA player that plays both. You don't want to sign him too long because he's not the springish chicken. I mean, he he was on those like Celtic teams with Garnett, so. Uh, he's not that old. He's uh, I put up the wrong team. Uh, who else do you like on the team? I looked them up. I forget. I forgot who we were talking about. Detroit Pistons, buddy. Bradley. He's only twenty six. Uh, they're just stuck in neutral. Like I don't know what they're going to do. Reggie Jackson should be healthy this year. He was hurt. Yes, I agree. It's like the same old story. I do think they were a bit unlucky last year. Drummond. I mean, his stock. Uh, what what is it? the NBA really changed that hard where Andre Drummond is just worthless? It's crazy. He can't play D, and nobody like plays big man. Tobias Harris, like he is what he is. Well, yeah, if he doesn't make the leap this year, I think what they're counting on some of the stuff I read online. I mean, if he is what he is, he's only twenty four. Is he really only that young? He's twenty five. They're they're just strikes me as like a great seventh man. They need him to average, like, 20 points a game, which won't happen. I don't know. This team's just boring. Like, Stanley Johnson, like, regressed last year. Was in I agree, dude. I'm just so boring. The Pistons are just boring as hell. They're boring. Oh, yeah, they'd be, like, one of my last lead pass options. They're in, M- they're in NBA purgatory. They're just, like, not good. They're not bad. They'll win, like, high 30s, not make the playoffs. They're not going to Stan Van overrated. Stan Van, my bold prediction, Zach, is Stan Van Gundy is the first coach fired this year. Ooh. You like that? That was the best reaction I've gotten out of you yet. It was an audible. They gave a lot. I mean, that's a great prediction. See, that's actually possible. Realistically? That could could happen. (laughs) Realistically. Control of Depot is in. Averaging twenty a game. I don't think they'll. Um, I don't think they'll fire him midseason, but I think he'll get fired at the end of the season when they miss the playoffs. Which we think they're the ninth team. We haven't been the last team out. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting. They may just stronghold him into uh, doing what they put did with Doc and giving up Gia. I don't. I don't even know what they do though. Like. Can they even trade Andre Drummond? He makes twenty four million a year. Yeah, like, no, I don't know what they. Nobody do. wants Reggie Jackson. I mean, maybe they can move Tobias Harris, but, like, no one's going to, like, give up a lot for him. Stanley Johnson, they've, like, played all the value out of him because uh, Van Gundy won't play him because he's out of shape. They, like, they don't, even, like, their best players aren't movable. They're just stuck, and they need to, like, write out these contracts. And then they're, I would hate to be a Pistons fan. It would be really Agreed. depressing time. Their over-under, Zach, is 38 and a half, and I kind of think this one's tough. Because they do have a lot of NBA players. Like, they're going to win games. Especially the East is so bad. Like, is Reggie Jackson good? Of course not. But he, but was, he was hurt last year. Guard for the Bulls, the Knicks. I like them. Teams. I like them over barely. It's 38 and a half. I like them 39 or 40 wins, just missing the playoffs. Yeah. I like them I over I'm... barely. Sorry, I interrupted you. I think I'm with you. They're like... One injury or bad locker room incident away from, like, being at the very bottom. But I'll take the over barely. All right. Moving on. All right. We're in the playoffs now, Zach. The AC. Do we know what our records were on last year's over-under? We need to go back and tally that. We, we did it. We did it at the end of the year. I think I beat you barely. 
It was close. It was close. So like, close. how would we have done that? Like, how would our checking account have looked? Uh, we did bad in the East, but I think we did really well in the West. So I think we batted about 500. I, I don't know. I, I, when I moved offices, I lost the paperwork. We'll have to go back and listen. We have a podcast for that. We got to check it out. Go back. Uh, let's move on, Zach. Let's stay on task. We're in the playoffs now. All right. Are you ready? Coming in at eight, Philadelphia 76ers. Trust the process, baby. They're – well, we really need to talk about Philly. They just gave Joel Embiid a max extension. He's played 31 NBA games. What the hell is going on in Philly? I don't – there's a lot to like about they this They gave game. him like $5 million per every NBA game he's played. I mean, it's – well, let's talk about what they did because they did a lot. And then let's talk about Embiid. They trade. They had such a busy offseason. They traded the number one for the number one overall pick. They got Markel Fultz. Ben Simmons is back after missing his whole rookie year with a foot injury. They gave JJ Redick a massive one-year deal, which makes sense. Signed Amir Johnson for a veteran big man. And I mean, I know Zach Lowe already talked about this, but Jared Bayless is back, and I feel like he's actually kind of good for them. Like a veteran NBA nah. player. He played three games last year. And it was out all year. So if he comes back and gives them anything, it's like a veteran. Feel like he's good. Listen, I think he's a bench. He's a bench play. Bench point. Straight up, hands down, the 76ers and the Clippers, randomly, are the two teams that I'm most excited to just see what the heck they are because I have no idea. They're more lineup combinations with these Sixers involving both like youth and young players, big and small, like. I'm sorry, you Sam that's like J.J. Redick and, and that sort of thing. I mean, you just have super interesting. I can't wait to see what Ben Simmons is. I well, think Ben, ben Simmons, be Zach, Zach, Ben Simmons has looked awesome in preseason, moving the ball left and right. He's going to be – he can't shoot at all, but he looks, he looks like the guy you play with at the rec that's super fun to play with. Who's just like the best passer in the gym and is super unselfish. Yeah, and you're, I you're gonna be magic You're constantly getting wide open looks or dunks. In preseason he's been amazing. He can't shoot at all. What do you what do you think about Fultz? There's like been like a negative narr- narrative around Fultz right now, and I think it's totally BS. Yeah, redoing his shot. Well, his foul shot and like now like the ringer is all like so I love the Ringer. I love the Ringer. I love Bill Simmons. I follow like the Ringer is my favorite website. I follow it regularly. They're so like Bill. Obviously, it's Bill Simmons' site. Bill Simmons, when they made the trade, was completely freaking out and like not okay with the trade and like not okay with it. And now, like two months later, he's like, "Thank God we didn't get false." And this looks bad. It's like, you know, he just sees everything through green-colored glasses. And whatever the Celtics do is good. And whatever. I'm like Team Markel Fultz. There's so much negative now. You saw ESPN did all these Rookie of the hey, Year picks. He's native. He didn't get any Rookie of the Year nods. He's saying he might come off the bench. Or like, I'm, Here's I, the thing. Here's the thing about Fultz. I don't think that the knocks on Fultz are because Tatum is going to be like the next great forward in the NBA. I think it's because Lonzo – is looking, like, so good. Lonzo. We'll talk about Lonzo on the West Coast. He looks awesome. Like, Lonzo should be on the Sixers, dude. Well, him and Simmons together, I don't – I mean, Fultz – I think Fultz is going to be good. I'm Or, no, let me rephrase it. I just want Fultz to blow up 
and just shove it in everyone's face. It's like, hey, I'm the number one. When was the last time the number one pick had this much negative press? Dude, I think Fultz will be good. All right. Well, I, oh, I'm not down on him. I think he'll be good. This is easily, for me, the number he one. He might not be better than Dennis Smith, but he still could be like a 10 could. Who knows? That's the thing about this draft. We don't know yet. Yeah, it's a, well, this will be something we revisit. Remember two years ago when we talked about the like 2015 rookie class? Every podcast was like power ranking how the rookies are doing. That's going to be this year. It's going to be fun to go back and talk about Alonzo yeah, no, and Folds. Ben Simmons, is, he's a rookie. Like, How does he fit in? Like Dennis Smith, Neil Aquina. Um, but oh, yeah, team, rookie of the year is going to be Ben Simmons. The, yeah, he's my pick, too. The, the, I, I agree with you. The rosters they could roll out for this team is wild. And, and Ben Simmons and Sarge together, if they could play them together, will be awesome. Because Sarge is like that Euro-style passing forward, and Simmons is running the ball. I'm like... You can run Simmons at the point guard. Embiid can shoot. Imagine this team. We got to talk about Embiid, but imagine this lineup of like Simmons at the one. I don't know who he guards, but Reddick then Fultz, Fultz, Reddick, Simmons, Saric, and Embiid. That is super fun, dude. They have a million fun lineup combinations. Covington. I mean, look, Covington is tight. Everyone loves uh, Rashawn the Holmes. Are opening. Against the Sixers at home on Wednesday, not tomorrow, the next week. And uh, if the Nats aren't in the NLC, I can go into that game. We haven't even talked about Jaleel Okafor, who I still like, even though he's... God, I forgot he even existed. I know. They got Jaleel. Let's talk about him beat a little, and then we got to move on. Someone needs to come in and poach him as like an NS Cancer type off the bench guy. If the Knicks didn't have... A million scoring centers, I'd be all about that. Yeah, a team that wants young talent. The Wizards should, honestly. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I would like Jaleel on the Wizards. I mean, Philly gave away Noel for, like, second-round picks. Who knows what, you know. Ooh, that's, that's spicy. I like I like Jaleel to the Wizards. Cause even though the Wizards, but the Wizards, though, have three... They still have Mahim. We're going to talk about the Wizards, but they got Mahim yeah, and Gortat. Yeah, we get up for Yeah, we get up for You'd have to move Gortat so, or yeah. Mahim. So, I don't know. I, but I like in general. I like that. Embiid gets a five-year, 150. That could be a super max, $180 million contract if he blows up. He's only played 31 games. My bold prediction is he plays less than 40. Like, Embiid is, like, the funnest player in the league, and he looks incredible, but he, the sample size is so small. I get legitimately pissed. I agree. Well, here's the thing. No, exactly. Based on the contract they gave him, I actually think he's a lock to play less games because they're going to want, like, this is a long-term investment for that. Well, I get pissed off, Zach, when you interrupted me before I was done. I get pissed off when people put Embiid over Przingis in, like, under 25 rankings. Because 20 games doesn't mean anything. Like, you have to put it together for a season. And I know, like, it's a long-term play, but why couldn't they wait? He's a restricted free agent. Why couldn't they <laughs> wait a year? No, you get does. pissed off when I interrupt your Porzingis point. Yeah, I was, like, fired up to make that point, and then you just jumped in. Like, I agree, and just went. Listen, no like, one no. would take Joel above. No, people do that. Like Bleacher Report, and yet, like they'll do these like top twenty-five player rankings, which I love, is because Przingis is all we have as the Knicks, and they'll be like Embiid is above him. I'm like, yeah, Embiid puts up like twenty-five, twelve, and four in like twenty-five games. 
I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why they had to do this, the deal now and not just wait, see what he does. He's restricted even if, like, I don't know, Phoenix comes in and gives them a max deal. They just match it. Or I know they don't want Listen, this to happen. I, I think agree it's hurt. It's bizarre. I haven't read anything up on it. I don't know if it has anything to do with, like, their time scales of playing, paying other young yeah, players. Yeah, that's fair. I only the years. All right, let's do the over-under and move on. We just spent a lot of time on Philly. Although Philly is fun. They're going to be high on my league pass rankings. Very high. Oh, hell yeah. Very high. Over-under is 42.5. Over. That's a bold over, too. They're just so young. Embiid, like, they, if Embiid is healthy, like you're like, yeah, Embiid's going to play 70 games. They right? always play hard. They're deep now. I mean, they got – and part of that 42 is I think Ben Simmons is going to be dirty. Yeah, I know. I'm with you on that. But what if Embiid plays 40 games and they don't have Embiid for half the season and they have to run it out with Simmons, Fultz, two rookies, J.J. Redick, Covington. Like, those are all nice players, but they, they really need Embiid. I'm taking the under because I don't trust Embiid's health. As much as I, I mean, I, I picked him to make the playoffs just because I kind of want him to make the playoffs. And I, I agree with you. I like Ben Simmons. And if Embiid is healthy for 60 to 70 games, I love the over. But I. Is both healthy? Yeah. I don't know what's going on with his shot. They, they're like, he's getting ripped right now for changing his foul shot. Yeah, he's getting ripped for changing his form. He shot so well. I don't know why he did, why he is changing it. Because he was like, one of the reasons he was drafted first is because his shooting percentages were great. Anyway. My last uh, point on this team, Zach, before we move on, my last, last point. They don't have enough shooting, too. Like for the, you know, quote, today's NBA, they've got J.J. Redick. And Stauskas. Uh, yeah, that's it. Sarich and Beep can shoot. Embiid, when he's on the court, could shoot a little. Saric shot 31% from three. If Saric is your Not second. bad for a power forward. That's my, you're said, you just said him in the, in the second player named after J.J. Redick. That's a problem. True. That's a problem. What did Covington shoot from three? He wasn't bad. 33%. I really like Covington, but like they, they need like multiple 35-plus shooters, and they don't have them. Embiid shot very well from three. He played 30 games. Shooting is going to be an issue. He shot 37%, which is fuck, oh, is just awesome. God, Embiid is so awesome. I hope he's – I, as much as I just dogged him, I hope he's healthy. I, I'm in on that. Oh, I love Embiid. He's the most lovable, likable Yeah, God, ever. I hope he's healthy, even though I just predicted he wouldn't be. All right. Uh, number seven, moving on, the Charlotte Hornets. I think we just spent like 15 minutes on Philly, Zach. Charlotte Hornets. They're balanced. Yeah. Valid. Yeah. Good point. We just we whatever. Charlotte Hornets, the seven seed, which a lot of people are going to be not shocked with, but just kind of roll their eyes. But what did they? Dude, do? This is just a product of playing in the East. Yeah. Honestly, they have, didn't they just lose Batum? Did they lose Batum or Marvin Williams like for the season? Oh man, that would be news to me. Hornets injuries. They traded for Dwight Howard. Uh, no. No, but uh, I think uh, – what's his name? They, well, what did they do? They traded for Dwight Howard. They drafted Malik Monk. And I think Michael Carter-Williams got hurt a little. Nick Batoon – That cannot possibly affect your – No, I know. I don't even know why. But Nick Batoon 
uh, won't need elbow surgery. I'm literally reading this as we go. Okay. Injury first minutes of preseason, almost a week ago. I don't know when I'll be back. I still think they're a playoff team. Uh, they, he, I, I agree. I mean, good coach, good defense. He coached White in Orlando. Um, yeah. And if Batoon is out for a while, that, that changes things. But whatever. Let's just move on from that because we don't really know. That's a new thing. I mean, the Hornets just, dude, all right. Kemba, they just, I mean, whatever. They're good enough to finish above Philly. All right. It says here that Batoon is out anywhere from 8 to 12 weeks, but is seeking a second opinion. I mean, they're probably still deep enough on the wings, Marvin Williams and his whatever he has left, and MKG. They could, they could still make the seventh seed or eighth seed. Do you think the Hornets traded for – they gave up nothing. But the Hornets traded for Dwight Howard, basically thinking that Steve Clifford will be able to get the most out of Dwight. Do you think Dwight can bounce back? What's bounce back mean? I mean, I think he'll be good enough on the Hornets to – be above-average NBA center, be good at defense. Good enough. Malik Monk? He thinks he's going to be, like, first-team All-NBA, then he's just going to ruin the team. My <laughs> my bold prediction, because there, there was a clip of him this preseason where he went coast-to-coast as a point guard and dunked the ball. Um, um, yeah, I saw that. My, my prediction is statistically Dwight Howard has the best year he's had since his days in Orlando. Surpassing everything he's done in the last five years. I'm like in, yeah. on, I'm in on a Dwight bounce back year. Especially if Batoon's out. What else are they going to do? It's going to be Kemba. I think, pick- I think your uh, Victor Oladipo prediction was better. Kemba running pick and rolls with Dwight. That could work. Malik Monk in a corner. You love Malik Monk, right? You drank the Kool-Aid from Bill Simmons saying he was going to be like, one of the best rookies? I think I think his range is like J.R. Smith to I don't know. C.J. McCollum. Monta Ellis. Monta Ellis in his prime I think is a good comp. Yeah, at a, at a minimum he'll be a gun off the bench. He's a rookie. The thing is they need him to be good. So I'm a, I'm a little worried, but just out of – I mean you already said it. Marvin Williams – MKG, Kemba Walker had a great year, Jeremy Lamb, Dwight. I mean, they have NBA players. Kaminsky, yeah, they have NBA talent. Cody Zeller, Malik Monk. They should be good enough to win. Or let's get to it. Let's jump to it. 42 and a half is their over-under. Same as Philly. I guess I have to go over. I don't know. <laughs> Not confident about it. <laughs> Uh, I also like the, the East sucks. The East is so bad. Actually, with with news, I'm going to change mine to under. I kind of like the over two, but with the Batoon news, I'm taking the under. I mean, I don't know who. Maybe the Pistons are better. I mean, I don't know who's who. Somebody has to win in the East. The Sixers, man. Sixers are young. I like them in the playoffs. All right, now to a team I actually like. I actually like this team, Zach. Our number six seed is the Miami Heat. Uh, They missed out on Gordon Hayward and instead gave Kelly, the wizard killer, Olenek, $50 million. 
They gave $112 million to Dion Waiters and James Johnson. And they gave they just extended Josh Richardson for four years, $42 million. And they drafted soon-to-be pod favorite Bam. Oh, I Would you just it. call him Bam? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah. Adebayo. He's tight. He reminds me of Amari. I know that was like his Dude, comp- he is tight. I could see him becoming one of the steals of the draft. Um, him and Collins are like very similar and both very fun to watch. He also has going for Like if you're going to be a center in this NBA, you need to be athletic as hell. Check. You need to finish at the rim and you need to Check. protect the rim. Now, I don't know two things. One, I don't know if he's a true rim protector or not. That doesn't mean he's not. I just – we'll see. And I don't know how good – like, we know he could dunk the ball viciously. He is supposed to be a center, right? Yeah, he's, he's only 6'10", and that's what he's listed as, which probably means he's like 6'9 or what shorter. What I'm getting at is he's not playing with the sign blood test, right? No, I don't think so. I think you're right. I, I, I'd be interested to see them play to next to each other, but – no, I agree. I think he's Whiteside's backup. They should trade Whiteside. Does Whiteside have any trade value? No, I think Whiteside, this is one of my points I was going to make. I think Hassan Whiteside is criminally underrated. Criminally underrated. Is he good or is he just a stat guy? I, maybe he's a little of both, but he's tight. He wasn't even an all-star last year. He put up 17 points, 14 rebounds, two blocks. He's a little bit of a weird dude, too, isn't he? He is weird, but I think he's tight, and I think he doesn't get enough respect. You know, in the, in the draft, the Kings drafted DeMarcus Cousins. They drafted Hassan Whiteside and Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, all in the same draft, and then somehow let go of Whiteside. Now they have none of them, and that was like six years ago. I know. That's just um, This team, I, I, Zach, I'm just going to say it. I love this team. For the East, like, I don't think they're more than a second round. Well, no, not even a second round playoff team. But Love them as in, like, the, so here's the big question. Are they the team who, like, finished the year 10 games above 500 or whatever? Or are they the team that was a 500 team for the first three quarters of the season? They finished the year, like, at a blistering field, like the hottest team in the league. I think it comes back to Justice Winslow, dude. What is Justice Winslow? He needs that. They got way better once he got hurt. Well, that's a fair point that they got better once he got hurt. But do I think – I think they're better. I think they're the team that finished 10 games above 500 or that stretch, whatever they did, because they've lost no one, Zach. Like the best player they lost was – I don't even know who. Like the uh, – whatever. Uh, who was there for? They added Bam and Kelly. Bam, Kelly, Winslow only played 18 games last year, and Josh Richardson missed 30 games. 30 games. Remember, he was hurt at the beginning of last year. Josh Richardson's good. He's kind of tight. Um, so they got Josh Johnson like revitalized, revitalized his career this, with them. They have a lot of like fifth through eighth men. Um, this team is deep. But a lot of them are young and high energy and scrappy, and Spolstra's a good coach. They have, like, a program and a culture. I like them. I mean, I guess I mean, they're a playoff team in the East. They're definitely a playoff team in the East. I don't know what they're – I don't think they're – I think that's their ceiling is the sixth seed. Listen to this depth chart, though. They got Drogic and Tyler Johnson at guard, Deion Waiters, Josh Richardson – Winslow on a wing, 
Hassan Whiteside. Like man. I said, a team of fifth through eighth men. Yeah, Johnson, Olenek. Now, I mean, they're deep. You talked about Philly being able to run out a lot of different lineups. I think uh, Spolster is going to go agree. wild with this That gets you through the regular season in the NBA, which is why I think they'll finish where I said. But too much about the Heat. That's All right, my bold, bold prediction. Bold prediction is the Heat win 50 games, or at least get close. They won 41 last year. Right, I'm cutting you off from bold predictions. I think Heat are a good team this year. The and Wizards over under is probably like 49. No, do I? I don't think they'll over. actually get the. I think they'll get close to 50. The over, the over under is 43 and a half. I love the over. I'm taking it, and they're my team that's going to blow up this year. I'm going to go over barely with like 44. Actually, you know what? You hate them so much. Take the under. You just said Give they me the under, dog. Give me the under. 42 and four. Yeah. All right. Good. 42 wins for them. All right. That's my. That's the one we're going to talk about all season because I love them. 42 and 40 for the Miami. They're not flashy. The only thing outside of like injuries or whatever that could actually hurt them is Deion Waiters and James Johnson were both in contract years last year. That scares me a little. Now that they're both paid, that scares me. Scare you a lot, bro. Paid, right. paid Deion Waiters. All right. Milwaukee Bucks coming in at the five seed. Their GM left for Orlando, John Hammond. They re-signed Tony Snell to a bunch of money. They basically did nothing. They drafted DJ Wilson and re-signed Tony Snell. They have the same team they had last year. The positive is Chris Middleton. When did they finish last year? Chris Middleton is finally healthy, but Jabari Parker is out till maybe February. I think Middleton is probably more important to that than Jabari, which is crazy, but he is. Um, having a full year of Middleton will be better for them. I think having, you know, once Jabari comes back, we'll be able to contribute. He's a year older. I mean, Jabari might be out till February. That's like after midseason. How? Dude, Middleton was out until March last year. Yeah, he missed 53 games last year. They won 42 and 40 last year. I think Brogdon, Middleton, and Giannis all being a year older. Thon is the real wild card. If Thon becomes, like, a really legit top seven rotation player, I mean, he was borderline unplayable when the season started. Then he was getting big minutes and creating matchups and the, the matchup nightmares of the playoffs. If he's like, if he's that player, or even better, because he's well, who knows? Who knows if he's turning thirty or twenty next year? But provided it's twenty and he's getting better, I mean, I really like the upside of this team. They could finish as high as third. Well, if they finish as high as third, it's because the Greek freak just takes another leap, which yeah, a lot of people he's do. MVP. It's because yeah. he had an MVP year and Thon took the next step and, and all that. I agree with a lot of the stuff you said, but Which is all Thon, you're like hyping Thon Maker. I think Thon Maker is probably one of the three to five most interesting players to watch in the league. In the fact of like, what is he going to be? Like Thon Maker is is just a freak, but he he I do not think is ready. Like he'll he'll play and he'll get minutes and he'll like do stuff on defense. But if they need Thon Maker to play a lot and play well, then they're in trouble, and that's. They have the Greek freak. We'll see. He plays playing well for him in the playoffs. We'll see. We'll see. I disagree. My bold prediction is Greek freak finishes in the top five in scoring. 
He averaged 23 last year. I, I think he averages 27 points a game this year. Mainly because Ooh. Jabari Parker's out half the season. That's, I mean, that's definitely possible. That's way more possible than your other bold predictions. But top five in scoring, you're telling me, I'll just, let me just name a couple people out there. I'm going to go with Durant, Harden. Durant actually on the Warriors may not, you know, you could easily average just 25 or whatever. Let's go with Harden. Westbrook scoring could get cut. Yeah, maybe he could. IT finished third last year. He's out for half the season. DeRozan had a career year. Lillard. I mean, a lot of these guys feed off each other. I mean, it's it's called a bold prediction. Like, I could be like, oh, my prediction is Greek feet finishes in top three and MVP. That's not a bold prediction. This one actually has a chance of happening. Yeah, though, you gotta you gotta have the you gotta be able to dream for it to be bold. I've been trying to get that notion across to you the entire time. Okay, they're over under. Then you're talking about Orlando Dwight, dog. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. 47 and a half. I'm going to go under with 46 wins. I'm going under as well. I think that's high. When Jabari comes back, I think it's interesting. Uh, but I've read as soon as, as late as February, I, I don't think they know. Two knee surgeries. Yeah, you don't what is he even going to look like? What is like Jabari going to come back and be good, or is he going to come back and suck? That's almost even worse. And they're like, they he really Greek Freak doesn't really have a lot of help. There's Monroe. I mean, and he's got a bunch of role plays. He's got Brogdon. Middleton's a stud. He's got Tony Middleton Star. is nice, and Brogdon was like a nice story, but Brogdon is like a role player. They don't have. He doesn't have a lot of help. So I'm taking the under. All right, the. Four seed, the Toronto Raptors. They basically kept their core intact. They re-signed Ibaka and Kyle Lowry to three-year deals each, which was interesting. They were only three years. They just extended Norman Powell, San Diego product. But their bench got blown up. They got rid of Damari Carroll, P.J. Tucker, Corey Joseph, and Patrick Patterson. Lastly, they actually signed C.J. Miles, a move I actually like. Um... And they drafted the kid from Indiana that's coming back from the injury. OG. So they're really going to miss that bench depth. But they've also got young young guys. Like they got Fred Van Fleet. And who's that center from Utah or Yaka, whatever? Jakob Podol, or however you pronounce his last name. Yeah, I mean, they got, they got young guys ready to step up. Norman Powell coming off the well, bench. What, Zach, it's going to hurt their defense. All the names I just said were like their stoppers. Like... Tucker, Car- I know they picked up Tucker late in the year, but Carroll, Joseph, Patterson, those guys could play. Patterson was like a good defender. They're going to miss Patterson the most. I agree with you. I agree with you. Valentine is like play a lot more. Real plus minus or whatever NBA saber metric. I know this because everyone was like gushing over the uh, gushing over the, the Patterson signing by OKC, and I started reading some of the numbers, and I was like, damn, Toronto, like that's a big loss. They're Bench stinks. Listen to this. Listen to their second unit. DeLon Wright, Norman Powell. I mean, it has the guy from Indiana, a Nunobi, but he's hurt. KJ McDaniels. Pascal Sykem. He played a little bit last year in Jacopoto. Their bench sucks. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize. I knew it was bad. I didn't realize it was that bad until I just read it. Uh, 
They are who they are, though. They have an identity. They play slow. They're kind of like the anti-trend of the NBA of, like, jacking threes. Uh, my bold prediction. This is, like, the seventh offseason in a row that we've been told DeRozan's, like, coming out with a three-pointer. Yeah, I don't believe it. Although DeRozan had a fantastic year last year. 27 points a game. This is the ultimate Latrell's free ball. That was a total prime year for DeRozan. What was he, 27? Uh, 28? I mean, that was like maybe one more year he put together like that. I hate this team's long-term outlook. Um, Yeah, they are not as good as Boston or Cleveland, and I don't even know. Or Washington. Or or Milwaukee, dude. No, they're better than Milwaukee. They're better. They have just have more players than Milwaukee. Even though Greek Freak is probably better than anyone on this team or will be, DeRozan, Lowry. Abaka alone, even you could say what you want about Abaka, but he's st- they're still better than. Listen, they're better than Milwaukee in a playoff series this year. I know they beat Milwaukee last year. Playoff series this year, if they met, Milwaukee would win. You know, that's my bold prediction, Zach. My bold prediction is Toronto Raptors losing the first round of the playoffs. I agree. I don't think it's all that bold. It's not uh, – well, you see there – if I make a bold one, you say I'm an idiot. If I make one that is not that bold, you call me predictable. <laughs> All right, Milwaukee is better. D.C. is better. Boston is better. And Cleveland is better. Well, I don't know if so, Milwaukee is better. This there you is, have it. If Jabari comes back and is healthy, which their over-under, Zach, is 48 and a half. 48 and a half? See, this one's tough because they're always such a good regular season team, but with the lack of depth, give me the underdog. I am terrified of the lack of depth, but I am taking the over. I just think they're good enough. Even if they get an injury, I think they're good enough to churn out 49 to 50 wins in this awful, awful Eastern Conference. They might be worse than they were a year ago, but the East is significantly worse, so I'm taking the over. Although I like your point about the depth and while they're under. My last thing on them, even though they'll be worse defensively, I think C.J. Miles is going to matter for them. Like, he, he shot 41 Why? Because the Pacers were so tight last year? He shot 41% from three. Like, they don't have that. They needed him. They, he's like a knockdown three-point shooter that they didn't have. So now when you got Lowry and DeRozan, like, slashing and Lowry's doing his thing, they get kicked to the corner and C.J. Miles is like a legit gun. Like, he's a scorer. That's what he how does. How big of a fall from grace was Serge Ibaka? Remember how tight he was or how tight we all thought he was going to be? And I mean, I mean they, picked, they picked Harden. They picked Ibaka over Harden. OKC. That's how good he was. Man. They literally picked Ibaka over him. He statistically had about the same year he's always had. He's down in rebounds. Scoring's the same. His blocks are down a lot. He's still a good player. I, I'm not really disagreeing with you. He's definitely fallen from grace, but he's still, like, a way above he's average. He's not as good defensively as he used to be. Who knows? He's anyway. an above-average NBA player. I mean, if he's your third or fourth best player in the East, you're going to win 45 to 50 games, I think. And that's why I have the over. All right. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Right. Where This pod is getting up there in time, but we're about to go hard on the Wizards. Our third seed, the Washington Wizards. What did they do this? Can I let, please let me do what they did. All right. What did they do? They gave John Wall the Supermax, $207 million. Good for the Wizards. I thought he might actually leave, so I'm happy they signed him. They matched Otto Porter's max offer from the Nets. 
Doesn't that seem like it was years ago? The Otto Porter? So long ago. That I, like, had to Google if that was this offseason. I literally had to look it up. I'm like, no, that was two years ago. I'm like, oh, no, that was literally two months ago. So much has happened in the league. that I mean, that was July, and it feels like 2016. Uh, they didn't fire Ernie Grunfeld. They added to their super crappy bench Jody Meeks, Mike Scott, Tim Frazier. And they let their first-round talent, Bojan Bogdanovich, walk in free agency. I don't need, they like, you know, good for them. They pushed Boston to seven last year in the conference finals or the conference semifinals. They opted for continuity, which they should have. They're completely capped out and their bench sucks. All right, Zach, give me the spins up. I think you just summed it up there. I mean, Ernie is such a bum. I love the Jody Meek signing. It's like he does this every year, signs some washed up. Injured veteran point guard who's just not, you just know as soon as he signs, he's not going to play. The year before it was Allen Anderson. The year before, I've heard, it's always someone. Yeah, I don't understand how he escapes all this shit. Like, all right, Zach, but let me interrupt you. You've been going on about Grunfeld for years on this pod. The fact remains the Wizards have re upped, they're dialed in, they want to compete. Is this team even good enough to get to the Eastern Conference Finals? Only if the Heat, I'm not the Heat, the, uh, the Cavs finish third because of the, they just don't care. Well, what, can they get by in a seven-game series? Can they be They're not going to, here's my thing. They're not good <laughs> enough to beat Boston or Cleveland. That, that's what I said. Last year was their chance. They needed to beat Boston last year to get to the conference finals. They're definitely not better than Boston this year. I don't. I'm not. Buy, we'll get to the Celtics, but uh, I'll, I'll address yeah. it there. And I don't think they're beating the Cavs. And that's the question, right? Yeah, I mean that. It's for the Wizards now. I mean, when they made that trade last year, which I hated at the deadline for Bogdanovich, was they're trying to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're trying to get to the finals. I like. I, really, they're just seeing. It's almost like they're just holding tight and to see if Cleveland blows up. Like the best thing that could happen to you is Cleveland implodes. In a year. The thing is, at some point, they keep saying at some point, going to like seven, eight straight finals, whatever it is, whatever it's been for LeBron, like that has to take the toll on him physically. He's been playing an NBA season going to the finals since he was like 18. Um, I heard LeBron spends one, something like one and a half million dollars a year on his health and like food and nutrition and shit alone. I don't. I'm not, I'm done with the days of just like oh LeBron's gonna break down like clearly he's not. Yeah, so basically the only way the Wizards get to the Eastern Conference Finals is if LeBron gets hurt. I mean if Isaiah doesn't come back, I still think they just can't get past LeBron. LeBron, Wade, Isaiah, Wait. even Isaiah, seventy five percent of what he was. Love last year. Well, what about Boston? I'll take Crowder. I mean that. Cavs got deeper this year, and the Celtics just got better. I mean, Hayward, Morris, um, Kyrie is just more talented. Tatum, they just have more talent. And both these teams, even the Celtics, even though they're, and we're going to talk about Boston next, even though their bench got depleted, still have significantly better benches than the Wizards. Significantly. Significantly. Like, I, I like Kelly Oubre. I know you've been talking about him for every play. Nice in the playoffs. I like He's him. He's a great six man. They're one injury away from 
not having one above average bench plus U- NBA Ubre, bench. Ubre is like all you have on the bench. Um, Literally all we have. Jody Meeks, by the way, has played only 40% of his games over the last three seasons. Has played only 40%. Oh, so I'm not counting. Tim <laughs> Frazier will be okay. I don't Jody know if Tim Frazier gets playoff minutes, but he'll be serviceable. I, the Knicks tried to sign him a year ago, and I kind of liked him. I don't know. He like isn't a three point shooter, but he's like could run an offense they for five minutes. Triple doubles last year for New Orleans, so yeah. he should be the most serviceable backup we've yes. had since Sessions. I've never um, seen a fan do such a roller coaster with Jason Smith as you did. For the first two months, you wanted him off so the team, true. and then by the I end got of the a season, real soft spot for him now. And his, apparently, his three point shooting is like super wet now. Yeah. Um, can I give Something you, about that hairline he has just endears, endears him to me. Can I give you uh, my bold prediction for this team, and it has to do with their bench? Let's go. Yam Mahimni, Mahimni, I can never pronounce his name right, plays over 70 games, and by the end of the season is playing crunch time for the Wizards over Gortat. I think that's a great bold prediction. I, I like that. Gortat is... Gortat's agent. Gortat's defense is, is just... You know, he's, he's got a lot of mileage, got a lot of tread on those tires. And, uh, I'm, listen, Bohemi better, <laughs> better show something. Gortat's 33. He's been great for you guys. And I'm not saying, like, he's done. I'm far from saying he's done. I know. I think his days of playing 30 to 35 minutes and being, like, your center and you expecting him to be that good, is those days are done. Like they need too much. Yeah, I they know. need Mahimi, who they paid a ton wow. to actually play, and then maybe they split the game. But I think Jan, if he stays healthy, which is a huge if, knock on wood, he will be their best center this year. That's kind of what I'm alluding to. We really need. I mean, the thing is, we're paying him like to be sixth man of the year, and defensive centers just aren't like sixth man. But he can't shit. When the Wizards went on their, like, crazy regular season win streak where they really turned it on last year, they had, like, a two-month stretch where they are the hottest team in basketball. It was when Mahimi was playing and in a rhythm and actually getting more minutes than Gortat was. Well, that's what I think you need. Uh, my, I agree. My brother would kill me. This will be the last thing we talk about. My brother would kill me if he didn't bring up – well, no, you know, we'll save it for Boston. My brother thinks Boston's not as good as they are, but let's save it for Boston. The over-under for this team is 48-and-a-half. God, uh, let me go over. Uh, I'll take 49. God, they're so thin. They, yeah, they're so thin. That's the thing, dude. Well, actually, no, I'll take the under. If Waller Beal were to miss, like, 15 games, I mean... Yeah, I think I'm also taking the under. Well, we have them as the third seed, though. Are they going to get the third seed if they win 45 games? I don't think they are. I'll yeah. Take, I'll take the I'll over. Who else is getting it up? I'll take the, right. the East stinks. No, you are you going to flip-flop for the third time? Or the last I'm tri- going under. I'm going under. Okay, I'm going over barely. 49 or 50 tops. I'll, I feel bad about it, but. I think Morris is starting the season uh, injured as well. Oh, awesome. Um, have you seen the news of my Wizards thing? Gilbert Arenas. Smith is starting. Gil- oh, Jesus. Gilbert Arenas 
Amia Khalifa, the porn star, coming out I with I sent you that. I, didn't I send you that? Yeah, on Complex. I am over the moon excited about that, by the way. I can't wait. Gilbert needs a show like, uh, oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, it, it, do you watch the other Complex show? I forget what it's called, but where they sit around. It's like a, t- I mean, it's like a hip-hop talk show. It's going to be awesome. Gilbert Arenas. I watched that Mia Khalifa. <laughs> All right. Let's move move on. Uh, The two seed. Back, by the way, we're at an hour and 15 minutes. Just FYI. Let's roll. Boston Celtics had a huge offseason. Danny Ainge went ham. Signed Gordon Hayward. Stabbed Isaiah Thomas in the back and in the heart. And traded him. And Jay Crowder. And Ante Zizic. However I pronounce it. I think he's good. For Kyrie Irving. They also traded the number one pick for the third pick and a future first-round pick to Philly, which could be the Kings' pick or it could be the Lakers' pick next year. They also traded Avery Bradley for Marcus Morris, and basically their whole bench is gone. They also signed Aaron Baines, who I like, and they have four returning players, Zach. Four returning players from last year's team. That's the craziest offseason ever. I it just is, realized it. Like, when you list that off, I know. Like, God, I just, I, sometimes I go overboard in listing what other teams did. Like, I'll list, like, their 10th bench player they brought in that no one cares about. But any one of those four moves would be, like, a big move for the offseason. Like, even if they just traded Avery Bradley, that would be, like, a thing. But Dude, it, I'm a Wizards fan. Jan Mahimi is, like, the biggest thing we've done in five years. And basically, Danny Ainge, even though they still have a lot of assets, they still have future draft picks, the Clippers pick. I think they have the Grizzlies pick next year. Like, they have assets going forward, but they traded the Brooklyn pick, which was, like, they'd been holding on to forever. And, like, what were they going to give up? And it was it seemed like a lot for But Ky- they got another pick from with the Tatum pick. Yeah. No, good point. They have Memphis's unprotected... 2019 first round pick which could be like the third overall pick yeah so they're still asset rich and what I read from Ainge a quote was that he gave up the Brooklyn pick for Kyrie because he felt like he owed it to Gordon Hayward and I guess Al Al Horford too like guys they had gone out and signed like we're going to do everything we can to compete and it's like we can't hold on to this Brooklyn pick anymore Kyrie has looked awesome in the preseason uh this team is going to, I think not struggle as a stretch, but they have a, so many new pieces. I'm a little worried about them meshing out of the gates. Like, I, I, how do they know how to play together? I don't buy that at all. Okay. Set, and here's why. I just believe in Brad Stevens. They'll yes. figure it out. I think this team's going to be awesome because it's just that much more talented than last year's team. That's fair. I think I agree. Listen, I think the, I had them ranked two in the East as well. I think they're going to be awesome, and come playoff time, they'll be dangerous. But I would expect, you know, up until Thanksgiving, they're going to be a little up and down. Although the East sucks, um, I think they should be able to challenge the Cavs in the conference finals. I love Brown and Tatum off the bench. Come playoff time, if if Isaiah isn't healthy. And we'll we'll pod plenty of times before them, but if Isaiah isn't healthy come playoff time, Boston might be better. But hundred percent, the defense has to be a question, right, Zach? I mean, Kyrie can't guard anyone. Neither could it. But they got rid of Jay. Smart. Jay Cr- they got smart. They got Morris. Horford can D up. They'll be okay. They got Jalen Brown. 
So, Athletic as hell. He can play D. Rozier is a solid defender. They'll be okay. So those are all fair points. Like I and you know I, I especially Brown, but Brown's offense and shooting might keep him off the court late in games when they need stops. And you're just, I disagree. I think he can hit a corner three. I think he isn't afraid of the moment. I think he's a crunch time player. Are you just writing off that they traded away arguably two of their three best defensive players in Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder? I mean, they were, not, Crowder. they were not only two of their best three defenders, they were two of their best three, like, on court in the final four minutes of a game defenders. Which goes to, which should tell you that Brad Stevens is such a good coach and they have such a good culture up there in Boston that if they got that far with Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder as, like, two of their, like, three crunch time players, what is, what is he going to do with Gordon Hayward and... Kyrie Irving, dude. No, the offense is going to be sick. And I thought Morris, even though it sucks to lose Avery Bradley, that he's going to get paid in a year, so they kind of had to. But Listen, they'll D up. Kyrie can put up enough effort in, like, to be adequate. He'll love playing in the in Boston Guard. Like, he's going to have that fan, that fan base in the palm of his hand. It's going to be crazy. Um, yeah, I agree. The fan base is going to love him. Things that hurt them a little and bit, I think though. He's gonna, I think he already loves playing there. They are small, though, Zach. Not, not that they have only two players over 6'10". And I, I already know what you're going to say. You don't need size. But, like, for a full NBA season, only two players over 6'10". And if anything happens to Horford or Baines, actually, who I like Baines a lot, um, they could be in trouble. Do you? I also think... It, what, they still have enough assets where if anything goes wrong in New Orleans, they're going to go all in on Anthony Davis and might be able to get him. So that's also... I agree. I love the Brown-Tatum combo. My bold prediction is Jason Tatum finishes in the top three for six man of the year votes. Is that outrageous? It's not outrageous. Um, he is going to be tight, It's not outrageous. Dude. He is going to be super tight. Do you have any bold uh, Mark Smart predictions? No, none for him. I, I'm excited They're to see. They're saying he lost like 30 pounds. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight. Apparently looks awesome in preseason. If he, he shoots like 37% from three, if he could do that, I don't know. Let's just, I'm, I'm very curious to see. I think he could really emerge. Like, I think he could take a leap that puts him into the next tier of contracts when he, he's a free agent um it's gonna be interesting he's a restricted free agent or no yeah he, his contract's expiring someone's though, so. gonna offer him a ton of money if he can get a consistent three-point shot yeah i also like rosier i've liked rosier for years when, back when the knicks were maybe trading mellow to boston in my dreams i always was like oh and we'll get rosier back in a package and he's gonna be tight so i've read a lot of good stuff about rosier the over-under is 56 and a half. Under. You took it from me. I was going to go under two. Only reason I'm taking the under, Zach, is because, like I said, I think initially they're not just blowing the doors off the league. Like it's When you add that many new players, there is a transition period. They're going to learn how to play together. Kyrie, yeah, I agree. Stevens is going to take his time with that. Yeah. All right. Our la- number one seed, Zach. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers also had a wild offseason, started 
super slow. Remember when, like, the Cavs were doing nothing and everyone's like, oh, the Cavs are done, LeBron's leaving, which is still a subplot, but it was like, they're not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, Kyrie gets traded. They get Isaiah Thomas, Crowder, Zizic. We just talked about that. The Brooklyn pick, which we'll talk about in a minute. They added D. Wade and Derrick Rose for nothing, like veteran minimum contracts. And they re-signed Korver. And I think they improved their bench. They added Jeff Green, Jose Calderon, and this European dude, Osman, who people really like. Uh, Isaiah, uh-huh. Th- Isaiah Thomas is out till maybe January with an injury. His hip, which bothered him last year. I mean, obviously, the elephant in the room is Isaiah Thomas. I think if Isaiah Thomas is able to come back and play, even if he's not 100% to where he was a year ago, like even if he comes back and he's like, 90% of what he was, I think Boston is better this year than last year. Their bench is better. Their cast is better around LeBron. I know they'll miss Kyrie, but they could get a lot of that back between Isaiah Thomas and Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Boston, here, here, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Boston's better, for sure. Part you of mean that Cleveland. And Cleveland. Morris, they're, they're just different. And, and Jalen Brown being a year older and Tatum. How about this, though? Cleveland just traded on the surface Kyrie they're getting they're bringing in Wade Zizich, Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas that's like four incoming and one out, you know what I'm saying? and Jeff Green who, yeah, yeah. Je- Jeff Green's been up and down, when Jeff Green's like your ninth man, like that's not bad a six ten guy. Preseason highlights. It looks like he's been. Uh, yeah, he's been dipping into Richard Jefferson's medicine cabinet. He, <laughs> he's my, uh, my the personal chef for all the DC sports fans that I follow. Uh, he's his personal chef, and for the last week, he's been there like feeding Jeff Green, and Jeff Green's been bawling out. It's been kind of cool. <laughs> Their bench is better. I think Kevin Love maybe maybe does Kevin Love get a bump with no Kyrie. Yeah. I'm interested in that. This team is... They're deeper. Cleveland got deeper, dude. Their bench, listen to their bench. Derrick Rose, who looked good. He's still 27. I know last year on the Knicks was so bad. I think maybe being with... Like, the Knicks was such a toxic situation anyway. There was nowhere to go but down. I think possibly playing with LeBron, Wade, all these professionals has to help him. Apparently his nutrition's better. He's eating right. We'll see. Their bench is Rose, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, they're um, starting love at center, which is wild. Yeah. They I love that. They the still way. have Corver. Calderon, like, if you play him a short amount of time, like they just need him to stand in the corner and hit three. Something that Darren Williams could not do. But Calderon. I don't know who down. on their team is gonna guard a point guard. That is a huge Huge problem. That's a really like good point. Crowder? Who's yeah. going to guard Kyrie? Who's going to guard Kyrie? J.R. Yeah. Smith or Shumpert is really their only option. To your Rose point, who I couldn't stand watching last year for the Knicks, I agree. He's in a, obviously, obviously a much better environment. But Rose as a third guard on a really good team is like the best case scenario for him right now. If he's starting, I agree. That's why I really like the fit. And he's going to start for the first for the first couple of months till it's back. But assuming it could come back and play, then Rose will go to the bench, and that will be good. Is he start? I think Wade's going to be the 
starting point guard. No, that's not true. Wade's starting at the two. Rose is at the one. LeBron at the three. Crowder at the four. And Love at the five. I think Crowder... That's why they had to put Love out there then, so that there's shooters. Because Love, you need the more shooters on the floor with LeBron yeah. than just... Uh, Crowder. And Tom, and Tom, Crowder isn't even a shooter. Thompson will play a lot. Like, they'll start Love at the five, but Thompson will still get tons of minutes. Yeah. They still have Channing Fry. I think the guy they got in the Boston trade, Zizic, who I probably mispronounced his name like six times now, he, I don't know if he could play any defense, but he was a first-round pick a year ago, and he gets buckets. So moving on to my bold prediction for the Cavaliers is they're going to make the biggest trade at the deadline and flip Tristan Thompson and the Brooklyn pick for Boogie Cousins. What? That's a bold prediction. Is that crazy? I think it's crazy because I don't think that keeps LeBron in Cleveland. And if LeBron isn't staying in Cleveland, you don't trade the Brooklyn pick. That's fair. I think they're desperate, and if they're really good and Boogie becomes available and they could get him, I think maybe it happens. He'd be interesting there. That would be why. It would flip the NBA on its head. I wonder what's going to happen next year when, like, Melo, Wade, and Chris Paul are all up, and LeBron. Jeez, the banana boat really could happen next year. And Paul George and Boogie. Next year's free agent class is insane. I know they say that every year, but it's insane. Chris Paul, yeah, you already said Chris Paul. It's going to be wild. I still think it's going to be because if the Cavs are healthy, if IT is healthy, they're going to the finals. And it's a way down the road. But if they could add a piece, like they could, they could give Warriors a run for their money, I think. <clears throat> All right, Zach, the over under is 53 and a half. Um, I'm going to go under because. I see missing games. They should rest. Wade should not be playing more than 31 minutes a game. I think you're right. Where did I go? I But I took the under on Boston. I'm taking the over. Somebody has to win games in the East. The East is so bad. It'll be interesting. We actually disagreed, Zach, on the last, like... We have a lot of this. We started in agreement, and the last, like, six of the last eight we disagreed on. Love it. So I'll put those in a spreadsheet. We literally just went for an hour and a half on the worst conference maybe in the last, like, decade. Um, so hopefully our West Coast will be a lot shorter. Uh, we're going to do our West Coast preview. And we'll so put what's the- your, who do you have? What's your prediction? Conference five, wrap up the East properly. My fault. Cavs over Celtics? I have Cavs over Celtics. Not very exciting. Uh, what do you have? Um, just to disagree, let me go Celtics over Cavs. Okay. We'll see. I mean, I I'm do I'm picking mine based on Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Thomas being healthy. There were never three straight teams played against each other in the final. You know, repeat the finals. This would be number four straight if it was Cavs Warriors. I think we all have the Warriors picked out of the West. I know better than to pick against LeBron in the East until he loses in the East. All right, Zach, that does it for I know the better East. than to agree with you. Yeah, that's fair. We didn't agree a lot this spot. An hour and a half on the Eastern Conference. NBA starts next week. We out. We out. Two Idiots Talking Sports. Check us out on Twitter, two underscore Idiots Talking. 
and we'll be back. Peace. Down the lawn with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly men, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. You can't get them out of your mind, no They talk about the sports all the time